0: This is Voices from Ukraine, a special report from the Far East Broadcasting Company. We are seeing on our screens the images of the crisis gripping a people who just want to be a free and independent nation. Over the next few minutes, we want to get behind the images and let you hear the voices of FEBC broadcasters who continue to proclaim the gospel in the midst of war. With their country under a brutal attack by Russian forces and their personal lives disrupted and in danger, these brave men and women are offering messages of hope and spiritual comfort to millions of Ukrainians who are suffering. I'm Wayne Shepherd. honored to bring you their stories. In the early hours of the Russian invasion, a young member of the FEBC team, Ina, reported from the street as air raid sirens blared.
1: Dear friends, I'm right now in Venice city. I was running from Kiev. And my dear FEBC family, uh, you you can hear right now sirens. I was thinking that's here a more safe place, but no. And we are going with my friends, with the families, to a shelter. And later I will meet with you. This uh, this uh, sirens is because of TV um, TV station I don't know how to call uh, and they wanna attack dear friends pray for us.
0: Ina was standing near a TV tower that she feared was a target of Russian attack. Just a day or so earlier, she stood on the street with a much calmer demeanor. Express what many Ukrainians were feeling.
1: Hello, dear friends. Hello from Kiev, Ukraine. You know, people in Ukraine live in real fear now. People really afraid because of this news with the politics and war. And even today, during our morning broadcast, one of our listeners asked us, how do you think? What will be? What we should expect? And we also feel this fear in the air, but we don't stop talk about Jesus. We don't stop talking about Christ. And we know that this difficult time is a good opportunity for preaching the gospel. Thank you so much for your support, and God bless you.
0: Those fears expressed by Ina and felt by all were soon realized. On the day of the invasion, another young FEBC broadcaster, Igor, stood next to his wife, Emma, who translated for him until she could go no further.
2: Здравствуйте всем. Hi Меня зовут Игорь.
3: My name is Igor. Это моя
2: супруга Эмма.
3: And this is my wife Emma.
2: И я часть команды FBC Украина.
3: And I am a part of FBC Ukraine team.
2: И, как вы знаете, сегодня российская армия напала на Украину.
3: As you know, Russian army invaded Ukraine today.
2: И сейчас я записываю это видео у себя дома.
3: And right now I'm recording this video at my home.
2: Где в другой комнате спят две моих дочери.
3: Where our children is, uh, they are sleeping right now.
2: И это опасное время.
3: And it is very dangerous time.
2: Потому что мы слышим звук сирен.
3: Because we hear the sound of sirens.
2: Мы э, видим новости.
3: We see the news. Э,
2: пишут друзья.
3: Lots of friends are texting to us messages.
2: Что в их городах.
3: That in their cities.
2: Происходят настоящие. И я хочу попросить каждого из вас. Пожалуйста, молитесь за нас.
3: Pray for us.
2: Это действительно страшно.
3: It's really scary.
2: Мы хотим, чтобы в нашей стране был мир.
3: We want to have peace in our
2: я не хочу прятаться в бомбоубежищах. Uh... I don't want to hide in bomb shelters. И, Sorry, I can't. <laughs> это, это And it's very serious. Thank
4: you
0: I don't want to hide in bomb shelters. It's very serious. The raw, palpable feelings of young parents faced with the real fear that accompanies war. Many of the FEBC radio staff also serve in the local church, Here's Sergei Nikul, a pastor and a radio host who spoke on that first day of the attack on his country.
5: This morning I woke up because I heard explosions. So the situation is quite serious, quite dangerous, and people are afraid and concerned. People in churches are afraid and concerned. At the same time, I really appreciate you for all of your support and for all of your prayers. Please keep calm and continue boldly and wisely pray to our Lord. Please pray for our people. Please pray for our families and churches. Please pray for all of our pastors, all of our missionaries, all of our radio hosts who share good news of gospel of Jesus Christ. Because In these dangerous times, this is what our people really, really need. And this is our priority. So we really need your prayers, your support in order to be with our people and to show them hope that they could find only in our Lord Jesus Christ. Because he is the only one who could give real peace. Another
0: FEBC broadcast host living in the town of Slavyansk in eastern Ukraine is no stranger to the violence of war. When Russian separatists attacked her town in 2014, they came to the church where the radio station studios were located and took four young men hostage. They tortured and killed the men, all believers who were serving Christ on the radio and in the church. In spite of the violence, this woman, Alessia, her brother Edward, and others continue to broadcast the gospel both on the radio and on social media, such as Facebook Live, with an ever-expanding audience of people looking for hope and peace in their lives. Here's Alessia describing the day when this new large-scale invasion began.
1: In the early morning of February 24, 2022, I've heard two explosions. I know this sound. I heard lots of them in 2014 in Slovyansk when the Russian-Ukrainian war started. It used to be only in Slovyansk. Now the war, the Russian aggression covered the whole Ukraine.
0: Soon after, Alessia and her husband and her two children, along with a family pet, closed the door to their home early in the morning and drove away to what they hoped would be a safer place. Here's her description of that scene.
1: We're in Slavyansk, leaving home. Um, It's 6.07. Here's my husband. This is my home. Um, Our cats, our children. And here we
0: go. Here we go. But to where? They decided to join the mass exodus of people on the roads and highways and head to western Ukraine, where she could continue her broadcast from another FEBC radio station. After 36 hours of travel and who knows how they found food and fuel along the way, they reached their destination. They were still in the war zone of Ukraine and still had to sometimes find shelter in basements, but she could go on the air and share the encouraging word of God with countless listeners.
1: I came from Slaviansk, Ukraine, to our studio in Chernivtsi, 36 hours driving on horrible Ukrainian roads, you know, but I'm alive, praise God. We continue to serve God and the good news of Jesus Christ is going out.
0: Alessia and her fellow broadcasters are partnering with FEBC counselors who talk constantly one-on-one with listeners.
1: Our counselors who scattered all over Ukraine are helping thousands of people who are calling our helpline. Many mothers who send their sons and daughters to fight with Russia calling and we try to comfort them, to pray with them and to support them. Please pray that God would give all of us strength and peace for Ukraine. Friends, we stopped by a little coffee shop and saw grown men crying. People are in despair. They flee from the war in the 21st century. We are determined to bring the good news of hope, the good news of Jesus Christ to all Ukrainians. We are here to serve God and to serve our country.
0: Alessia is just one of many who are serving God and their country. Let's switch the scene back to Kyiv. Pastor Sergei, whom we heard from a few minutes ago, is standing outside a multi-story apartment building destroyed in the battle.
5: FBC Ukraine, uh, February 25, Kyiv, Ukraine War zone this is what we could see in second day of war between russia and ukraine this is just ordinary apartment house with uh, ordinary people ukrainians with the children with elderly people we're just peaceful citizens of our city and our country just see and tell to your people to brothers and sisters in churches, and please pray for us because people are very, very afraid. Sergey Nakul, FABC, Ukraine.
0: In a later post, Pastor Sergei also spoke directly to the fear that both adults and, tragically, children are facing in Ukraine.
5: You were asking me, am I scared? Yes, I am scared. I am pretty scared and I am pretty concerned. I understand that I am not in the same situation as people that are facing those troops Or our soldiers who are fighting with them. That's terrible. But as an ordinary person, as a husband, as a father of two sons, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid and concerned about my family, my city, my church, and uh, my nation. Especially when my five-year-old son comes to me and asking me, Daddy, what are those bad noises? He was referencing to explosions that uh, this young boy, uh, five-year-old boy, hears, and how could they explain to him that, uh, dear son, you're living in your reality, in reality of war. So this is quite, quite terrible.
0: Victor Oktarov joins me now. He is the director of FEBC's Russian and Ukrainian ministry and knows personally the people that we've been hearing from here today. Victor, I know you're feeling the weight of responsibility and care for the staff in Ukraine. Can you tell us, first of all, is everyone safe at this point?
4: If you mean physically safe, yes, everybody is alive. And um, I receive so many messages now when I ask that exact question, are you safe? Uh, Are you okay? Uh, And they respond, we are alive. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Emotionally, uh, some people are doing great. Some people are doing great. And then the next day, uh, they're in full despair. And the next day, the Lord encourages them and they're doing great. Some people uh, take it um, in a hard way. And we understand and support all, all our people.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I'll say it again, these are heroes of mine now for what they're doing, what they're enduring, as well as what they're doing in the midst of all this. They're ministering the gospel over the radio. Are all the stations still operating in Ukraine at this point? I know it can change from hour to hour and day to day, but what's the situation right now?
4: At this point, we have six of our seven stations working. uh, The station in the town of Shastya, which means happiness Uh, uh, is destroyed. The whole city is destroyed. It's 90% destroyed. So it is, happens to be one of my hometowns, Wayne. Um, is that this is right? where I was uh, living as a, as a baby when my dad, uh, you know, was released from prison. This is the only town uh, we could live in. And it's, it's painful to see what's happening. But uh, for now, we have six stations operating.
0: Uh, Victor, the uh, staff are uh, somehow uh, getting to the facilities that they can connect these stations and carry on the ministry. Uh, tell me about that part of it. How is that possible with uh, with the war going on at the same time?
4: Wayne, I honestly speaking, I never experienced so many little small miracles uh, in in my life as, as I do now. just just one example speaking about the stations about the technical part we we have one uh, person who is left in the city of Slavyansk a young guy 23 so when uh, when we needed uh, to rearrange the stations so so we can broadcast now uh, from the west from the city of Chernivtsi, where we uh, most of our people are now he was running and and he was talking to me. As he was running and you could hear background noises, explosions going on. And his voice was trembling. He was telling me, and he's, you know, he's into sports. He's a cool guy, probably the coolest guy I know in, in Ukraine, you know, <laughs> at least on our team. But his voice was trembling, and he was still mm-hmm. running to the studio, uh, making the switch to make the broadcast possible. So, so we rearranged all of this from different parts of, of the Ukraine, and now we are on all of those stations. Wow!
0: In a moment, we're going to hear from a young man who's one of our broadcasters, but also is a youth pastor. His name is Igor, and it was just a day or two into the war when he recorded a video and by the way our listeners can see these videos online at febc.org you know the video i'm talking about he's in a bunker uh but since we're going to hear the video in a moment but since he recorded that tell me what's happened in igor's life
4: you know what uh, uh igor uh that's, that's his second video the first video he was just just scared scared for his two little daughters and then he was sharing with us uh Ed and me and and he was saying you know i was shocked and and then I realized, what do I do now? And he started broadcasting and and broadcasting. He has thousands of followers on on TikTok and and other social media. And and he started uh, being this wonderful, strong evangelist. After one day of shock. And um, yesterday he, he was talking to me and he was, he was sharing his stories. He was broadcasting to maybe uh, uh, 70 people, uh, uh, just kind of closed group online, uh, kids, I mean, 16, 17, 14 year olds, and 20 of them accepted Jesus by the end of the program. Wow. It wasn't just, yeah, I accept Jesus. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll follow him. Yeah, I'll raise my hand. This is, what do I do to follow Jesus? How, how do I become a real Christian? What should I read in the Bible? Please pray for me. Can we pray together? How do I pray? And those, uh, and those are the testimonies that we get all the time. And, and God is using Igor and other broadcasters like him to, to bring the life of Christ to, to thousands of Ukrainians.
0: That's the best news yet we've heard from Ukraine, isn't it? Yes. Thank you, Victor.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Igor, and I am from FEBC Ukraine team. I am one of broadcaster, Uh and I want to say that, as you can see, i recording this video from a bomb shelter where... Me, my wife, and, and uh, my two daughters, five and one years old, and also our relatives, it is a plus one family with two kids, we're sleeping in this bomb shelter uh, three nights. Right now I am in uh, uh, Kiev, uh, the capital of Ukraine. And as you know, fighting is going over all our country. It's big cities, Kharkiv, Mariupol, Sumy, Nikolaev, Odessa City, Kherson, but we are pray for our country, and it's hard to understand that uh, it's happening in the uh, capital of a European country in 21st century right now. I, I just have seen this only in movies and and in news but it's happening here in Ukraine. And I want to say that yesterday I uh, was in panic, but I I know that many of people, and thank you for your prayers, pray for us, for our family and all of Ukrainians. And it's really uh, keep my heart in peace. So that's why we also pray for for our country. We pray for everyone. And really we communicate with many people uh, I making online broadcasting on uh, Instagram, on TikTok. I pray in online broadcasting for everyone who is watching this video. Many of people are even don't know about Jesus Christ before they uh, never uh, prayed, and but in this time they understand that only God ha- uh, can protect them. So they receive Jesus, they receive God, they receive prayers which I pray for them. And it's really hard to understand, but pray for us. We really need this. Thank you very much for your support. God bless you.
0: Ed Cannon, who is president of the Far East Broadcasting Company, joins me now. Ed, we just heard from Igor. What a story, huh, about this young man. Um, We heard his voice from a bunker, but he's been busy broadcasting and leading young people to Christ.
6: Yeah. You know, I know Igor personally, and so this, it means a lot to me to know a person And then to hear him in distress as he was, but see his boldness and the way he's going out in this really difficult situation and proclaiming the gospel. We were just on the phone with he and another bunch of their staff yesterday, and it reminded me, Wayne, of Acts chapter 8, and you and I have talked about this before, but on the heels of the stoning of Stephen, uh, and there was all this turmoil And it says at the beginning of chapter eight, on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem. All except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. And those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. And, you know, I don't want to diminish the the suffering and the agony and the horror that that war is bringing. But what it is doing is giving the FEBC staff a boldness and and, and a powerful voice that wasn't quite as powerful before. And literally, Wayne, the number of people responding to our social media broadcasts, calling our counseling center, reaching out to our broadcasters, seeking help and support that only the gospel can give— reminds me exactly of this thing that happened in Acts chapter 8, almost as if there was a plan. God allowed Stephen to be stoned. He allowed the persecution to happen. And as a result, they were preaching the word everywhere. We have staff, Ina, Sergey, Igor, Max, there's, there's many, our counseling staff there in Ukraine. None of them are having an easy circumstance with this. I I know there's agony in their life, there's pain, there's suffering, but yet they understand that this is an opportunity for them to fulfill the Great Commission in the country of Ukraine. Speak powerfully while the people are listening. And Wayne, it's unbelievable the results we're seeing.
0: I'm sure they're taking care of their families in difficult circumstances, but at the same time, they are still fulfilling their duties as broadcasters to get on mic and online, and and share the gospel, and to share some hope and encouragement. Ed, that astounds me when I think about them, under those circumstances, doing what they're doing.
6: Yeah, in our Zoom call, several were sharing, and one of the themes that came up on several occasions, Wayne, is one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 91. It starts by saying, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That sentence alone is just so powerful right now, but he goes on. You shall fear not the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. There shall no evil befall thee when you make the most high your dwelling. No plague shall come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And when I hear these Ukrainian people who are in the midst of the terror of night and who see the arrows flying by day, when they hold on to that scripture the way they are and act in such tremendous obedience, it challenges me here in the United States, Wayne, and all the other countries where FEBC is serving to say, how can we serve him better? How can the courage of these Ukrainian people inspire us to greater service to the Lord Jesus Christ?
0: Thank you, Ed. God bless you. God bless our team in Ukraine. Thanks, Wayne. I'm Wayne Shepherd Voices from Ukraine was written and produced by myself and Joe Carlson, but the credit goes to the men and women of FEBC's Radio M in Ukraine. We encourage you to be praying for the pastors, churches, and Christian broadcasters in Ukraine, indeed for all who are both suffering and serving. For the latest updates on the crisis, including videos being sent to us, please visit febc.org. You'll also find a video there that you and your church or small group can use to encourage prayer for the people of Ukraine. Again, go to febc.org. Thank you for listening. We began this report with the voice of Ina reporting from a street in Kiev as the battle began. We conclude with her prayer for her country, now at war.
1: Let's pray, dear friends. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you about peace for Ukraine, your peace for Ukraine. Without you, we can't win this war. Dear God, we ask You about repentance for those who are fighting against us. And please, God, save people in Ukraine, our listeners and broadcasters at ABC Ukraine. And please, dear God, help us preach the gospel in this dark time for Ukraine and let Your holy light shine over Ukraine. Amen.